Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Action Network NFL podcast. It is a special as Friday evening, uh, Saturday morning edition of the show. I'm Matthew Friedman, the editor-in-chief of Fantasy Labs. And joining me to uh, talk about today's news is Chris Raybon, a senior editor and analyst at the Action Network and a co-host of I'll Take That Bet on ESPN+. You can follow him in the Action Network app at Chris Raybon. Chris, the reason we are doing the show is because news just broke of a TMZ report of an incident that happened in February of Kareem Hunt physically assaulting a woman in a hotel, hotel lobby, hotel corridor. So obviously horrible thing to witness, but it does have repercussions potentially on the sporting events for this weekend. So we want to jump into that pretty quickly. As a side note, we have updated our rankings and our models. We have taken Kareem Hunt out of our models as of now under the assumption that he will not be playing this weekend. And in our rankings, which people can find at actionnetwork.com slash fantasy, we have bumped up where significantly. So he's he's in the top 12 right now. And obviously people can check out those rankings. And Ian Hart, as I should mention, has written a great piece looking at this from a variety of uh, season-long and DFS perspectives. So people should be sure to check out that piece at the Action Network. Chris, let's jump into it and talk about the impact that this could have on the slate Obviously, assuming that Kareem Hunt will not play this weekend, what is your perspective on Spencer Ware? Well, Spencer Ware, I think he can fill in very adequately. Remember, he was actually the going to be the starter before getting hurt prior to uh, the 2017 season. So this is a guy that Andy Reid trusts. He's the backup for a reason, and I think he's going to kind of step right in there and fill that hunt role. Remember, it was where that actually got a lot of the passing down snaps anyway, because he's actually trusted as a better pass blocker than Kareem Hunt in a lot of situations. So the one thing I think from a projection standpoint, I think you'll see a a similar number of carries, but it's possible that Ware actually stays into block a little more than Hunt. He's a little better of a blocker and not quite as explosive of an athlete overall. So they might opt to go with maybe using the, uh, you know, the second tight end, Demetrius Harris a little bit more. Um, It remains to be seen. But the bottom line is, even if you're not getting, you know, the full amount of points that you would have gotten from Kareem Hunt, you're still getting somewhere pretty close to that amount of points in fantasy that you would have got from Hunt. So where is two, four, six? He's the number eight running back on the main slate in terms of raw projected points and he is the top projected plus minus on both FanDuel and DraftKings by a wide margin. So if we look at his 2016 breakout season, he was actually a pretty good receiver. And as you mentioned, he's not the athlete that Kareem Hunt is. Not quite as good as a pass catcher, but still pretty good as a receiver. So I think there is the the real possibility that he could I mean, it's not going to be like a clear one for one, but that he really will be a locked in three down back. So Adam Levitin hasn't updated the projections yet, the ownership projections yet in our models, but easily he's going to be the highest rostered player on the slate, don't you think? Yeah. And of course, this is assuming that, you know, Hunt does face discipline immediately, which, you know, likely to happen just because, you know, for optics reasons, um, the league doesn't have to like suspend him or anything like that. But they, you know, they could they could do some different things, um, you know, or the team itself could do some different things. So we have to kind of prepare like he's not going to play. And yeah, I think before this, the interesting thing was I think Carlos Hyde was probably going to kind of be that chalk running back that you could play for the on the cheap if you needed to to save some salary. And now 
where is essentially taken over as that guy. So that creates some leverage on Hyde. It creates some leverage on a guy like TJ Yeldon, especially on DraftKings, where that site is going to suit him better because it's full PPR. And also you could think about combining both of those guys if you're really looking to you know get some leverage there because that allows you to build a roster of a lot of high-priced pass catchers. And I think this week there are some pass catchers that – I don't think people want to touch quite as much because of perceived matchups. I mean, you have Devontae Adams in the snow against Patrick Peterson. You have Odell Beckham against a really good Chicago defense. You have Tyreek Hill all the way up at 9,100 on on DraftKings. You have Julio Jones going against the Baltimore defense, which I think the perception is that they're probably better than they actually are. So I think that's another way to attack it is to actually consider utilizing both of these salary savers. Yeah, and I think one thing that is interesting is this might change potentially the exposure that people have to Tyree Kill just because if they are rostering one player on that offense, they might not want to roster two of them. But one thing that is notable from a betting perspective, this this game hasn't been taken off the board, at least where, where I'm, I'm looking right now. I still see it posted. And the line really hasn't shifted significantly, which isn't surprising. Uh, considering that you know running backs tend not to have much of an impact on the line anyway and then this line is kind of so extreme to begin with that the absence from a, a game perspective probably won't have much significance absolutely I think you know quarterbacks pass rushers those are going to be the, the, the two primary positions that are really going to to move lines or, or just like a, a superstar on an offense with no other superstars. But, the, you know, this offense, you mentioned it. You have Tyreek Hill, you have Patrick Mahomes. And, you know, Spencer Ware, his career, and of course, this is a, a very, there's a lot of noise always in, in these numbers. But, you know, from a descriptive standpoint, at least, Spencer Ware has done just fine. He's averaged for his career 4.7 yards per carry and 11.6 yards per catch for his career so those are excellent numbers for a running back and it speaks to not just where but also just you know being in this Andy Reid offense and when you have all these pieces around you it's extremely easy to to succeed so uh, I wouldn't worry about where much from uh, from an efficiency standpoint especially not against the Oakland Raiders who are one of the worst defenses if not the worst defense in the league Yeah, I mean, certainly we're talking about a guy in 2016 had 1,368 yards from scrimmage in 14 games. That's significant. This is someone who actually not just has the ability to be a lead back, but has actually done it before. Definitely an intriguing possibility. He could be, I mean, I I don't want to say like a GPP winner, but he's someone who's going to be locked into cash games for sure. Well, I mean, he's probably going to, he's going to decide this way one way or another because he's going to be the highest owned player. And if he smashes, he's almost certainly going to be in the winning GPP lineup. So uh, I think, you know, this is a, you have a really good shot at him being, at him being a GPP winner. So, um, you know, definitely somebody to to monitor. I mean, it's interesting if you look at Spencer Ware career, 5.7 yards per touch on average Kareem Hunt 5.6 so really shouldn't expect too much of a drop off I think the question is just where hasn't really played an entire game in a while so you just wonder are they because Kareem Hunt was getting anywhere from uh, you know 70 to almost all of the snaps in a given game the 70 percent so will they play Hunt in that you know for that same amount of snaps or will they mix in Damian Williams the third string back as well. Again, from an efficiency standpoint, I don't think you should be worried at all. I think you should be excited. 
Yeah. And if anything, I mean, like he could have like those fresh legs. Like there are those guys that like kind of emerge sometimes in the second half of seasons where they haven't been playing and they just, you know, because they don't have all of that, like that accumulation of hits from the first half of the season, they're just able to kind of play at uh, a higher speed than a lot of the other guys around them. So you never know. It it really could end up being a, a pretty dynamic situation. Chris, any other thoughts for this slate regarding Spencer Ware? Well, you know, now you have to start thinking more about pivots just because if he indeed is an option on this slate, he's, again, going to be the highest owned player. So you, now you have to kind of look and say, okay, you know, who am I going to kind of pivot off of where? And on DraftKings, you know, he's priced at $4,000. So you have some guys around him that are projected for, for 0 to 1% ownership right now that, you know, could get significant touches. One of those players is in this same game on the opposite side. That is Doug Martin on the other side of the ball. He's been kind of the guy in that backfield for John Gruden. He has double-digit touches in each of his last five games. Hasn't really smashed at all, but uh, he did go 11-51 in a touchdown last week and also was targeted four times and caught three passes for 21 yards. So that's kind of the – you want to think about him. You want to think about a player like – Garrett Blunt at 3,900, who, you know, we saw what he did against a pretty good Chicago run defense last week. Now he faces a Rams run defense, which is one of the worst in the league, assuming Kerryon Johnson's out, which it looks like he will be. So you have to think about those kind of pivots as well, because, you know, if you're, if you're the type that's entering tournaments, but you're not making like 150 lineups, then you have a lot more leverage probably in just, you know, pivoting off of, off of the highest owned player on the slate. Yeah, so it, it might be one of those situations where, yeah, I mean, you you maybe go all in on Spencer Ware in cash and you fade in GPPs. Any running back, I mean, I guess really any any football player in general because it's just it's such a volatile sport who approaches, I mean, what do we think his ownership projection is going to be? Uh, 40% what is the high, plus. Whatever the highest is that we can project. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah it's like 41 plus, yeah. Um, yeah. I think in, like, in reality, it, it, could, it could very well hit – you know, above 50%. Yeah. Uh, do you, I mean, I guess strategically, big picture, any player who has an ownership projection that high, do you think he's basically an automatic fade in GPPs? Not an automatic fade. I think it all, again, it comes down to your exposure. If you're, because it, it's all about probabilities, right? It's like, what is the probability of him being in your lineup and helping you versus the probability of him busting? And um, there's a good chance of him, you know, being, you know, the top, value on the slate but there's also you know when you're talking about a player if he's going to be in 50 percent of lineups and you only are making like two lineups then you don't really have a lot of upside to playing him because the likelihood of you being able to hit the right combination around him on only two tries is very low but if you are a a max 150 player for example you have so many tries that it does make more sense to kind of devote maybe you know 20 percent of your tries to doing that because you still let's say he's owned 40 percent you would still have leverage on the field in that you're only going half as heavy on him as the field and you're still giving yourself you're still not kind of like foregoing value either so it really comes down to what kind of a dfs player you are yeah i mean obviously this will be interesting to uh to see how the spencer Ware situation unfolds I will be looking at his player props, by the way, which gives me the opportunity to mention our props tool at Fantasy Labs. It is powered by our industry-leading projections created by Sean Corner, a.k.a. the odds maker. This season, the NFL props with the bet quality of 10 are 196, 
91 and 9, good for a hit rate of 66%. To access the tool, subscribe to Fantasy Labs where you can get a five-day trial for just $15.95. Okay, that is going to do it for this special edition of the Action Network NFL Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for all of our upcoming episodes. For Chris Raybon, I'm Matthew Friedman, Matt F. The Oracle. See you again next episode.